Hi, I'm John Perkins. I'm a former economic hitman, chief economist uh, at a big consulting firm and uh, author of 10 books on transformation, primarily shamanism and global economics. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about all of those things about indigenous people and shamans and about being an economic hitman. Welcome back to another episode of Curiosity Bites and into our next section of this conversation we're having with the amazing John Perkins. He is, the, he is an author and activist whose 10 books on global intrigue, shamanism, transformation include the classic Confessions of an Economic Hitman and his latest book, which is Touching the Jaguar. Uh, which is talking about dealing with our fears and, and fears and perceptions so that we can live in a uh, healthy economy and, and transform the world a little bit. That's where we're going to go in this next section, which is where we, you know, we've talked a lot about where we've been, what we've done, and some of the uh, poor behaviors of those in power have been. Now today, let's start off with where we're at and look at move forward. So where we are at at this moment is we are at a place where we have a rise of the strongman leader, um, Bolsonaro, uh, the, otherwise known as the tropical Trump. Trump, you know, you've got, you've got Bojo in England, you've got the Hungarian leader, you've got the leader in the Philippines. And these are just ones that are high in, in, in visual view, but that rise is happening more. We've gone from a global mentality and we're moving back into a tribal mentality psychologically, which makes us more um, fearful and us against them. We're seeing uh, a divisive president in the United States. We're seeing, um, I, I wrote a piece uh, this week where I said, uh, as a white man, I'm afraid. And I said, but not of what you think. I'm afraid the riots will stop. I'm, I'm afraid the protests will stop because I, 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 I remember the LA riots and I, and I remember the Occupy movement that was global, but essentially the banks and all those companies got all their power back and nothing really changed. And I'm afraid that nothing will change if we don't continue to stay hot under the collar about this. That's the world we're living in. And as you called it, it's a death economy world that is tribal. Tell me, let's start with where do you see the world at? And then we can talk about where we move forward and how we can all move forward. Sure. Uh, um, that's the whole topic. A light of subject. <laughs> that's, that's the whole topic of it. And I'm going to hold this book up again. So I want you to see the subtitle. Yes. Transforming yeah. fear into action to change your life and the world. Yes. Yeah. So, so this book is, that's what it's all about, basically. Right. And it tells a lot of stories about how the indigenous people in the Amazon who were, when I was living there as a Peace Corps volunteer, they're the different tribes, what they're called, now known as nations. Uh, we're fighting each other, the Schwa against the Atra, the Quechua, and so on and so forth. Small battles, but they were territorial because uh, they, uh, they were hunters and gatherers, and hunters and gatherers need a large amount of territory. 
Yeah. And so if somebody's in, you think you're, you think you're afraid they're going to encroach upon your territory, you, you, you fight to keep them away. Mm -hmm. And then about the time I went there in the late 60s, Texaco had come in and was destroying vast areas of the Amazon looking for oil. And so these, these indigenous people realized that they had to touch their jaguar. And their jaguar was the fear of their neighbors. And now they mm -hmm. had to understand that the, the, their neighbors were not the people to fear. It was the foreign co corporations. Right. And so they joined forces with their, uh, these people have been enemies for hundreds of thousands of years. Right. And they formed federations that then hired lawyers and did things and, and, and also demonstrated and even physically stopped the, the oil companies. And then they saw that that wasn't the real problem. These companies were not the problem. The problem was the people who were using the oil and the minerals, us, the mm -hmm. modern world, and what they called the dream of the modern world. And they meant the perception of the modern world. That's the term we would use to, 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 to create this death economy. Mm -hmm. And so that's when they, they asked me to, this is back in the early 90s, to come, and I would I'd continue since the Peace Corps days to stay in touch with these people. And they, they asked me to help them form a partnership with the people they most feared. And that's why I started forming these nonprofit organizations like Dream Change and the Pachamama Alliance. To, they said, we've got to change the dream, the perception of the modern world. Help us do that. Uh, and so that's a remarkable story of how, how a, a whole cultures, several, well, actually more than a dozen cultures could, who've been enemies for thousands, hundreds, thousands of years, came together, changed their perception totally, totally. Mm -hmm. And have gone out to the world speaking at places like the United Nations and some of their representatives. Uh, so I, I think, and as I've traveled around the world, in the last year since Confessions was published, it's taken me on this huge world trotting circuit for the since since 2004 or five when mm -hmm. the book came out. Uh, what I've begun to see is how over these years we've changed. There's been a consciousness revolution. It's going, it's sweeping the, the planet. There's no question. People are waking up to the fact we live on a fragile space station, the Earth. Mm -hmm. And we are the navigators. We're, 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 we're the human beings are the ones that determine where the space station is going to go. And we've been navigating her toward disaster. Mm -hmm. And but people are waking up. So, you know, I, I speak at conferences with thousands of people sometimes. Sometimes it's just a dozen, but sometimes it's thousands. And, and everywhere I go, all over the world, I find people are waking up to this and they, they want to, to, to transform this death economy, this failed system. So it's a revolution, a consciousness revolution. But whenever there's a revolution, we know there's going to be a pushback. Yeah. Status quo is going to push back. It always happens. They, get, they feel threatened. They push back. We're getting this pushback. You mentioned these dictatorial, autocratic uh, leaders of countries that, that you mentioned earlier. Yes, that's happening. They're pushing back. I do think globalization is in a way bigger than ever because we're having this communication. You're in Canada. I'm here. I don't know where other people are, but I, I presume there's people from all over the world. Yep. Who are either 110 countries. Yeah, how many? 110. 
there you go. That's globalization. We're, 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 we've got a new form of globalization here. And at the same time, xenophobia, nationalism is, is playing a large role in American politics right now. And in Canadian politics, it gets in and then in Brazilian, British, my God. Yeah, so that you get these two forces. But the people, in my opinion, we are waking up. And if you look at revolutions, well, let's take, I, I'm a buff of American history and, you know, I'm talking to a Canadian, I realize I got to be a little, little, little sensitive here. Because the fact of the matter is I've often said and thought, maybe the world would be better off if United the America had lost the revolution and we'd become like Canada. <laughs> well, did you see there was, there was a great clip. I think it was, uh, I think it was from the guys at, at, the, at the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. And they they asking for Canada to invade America. Yeah, yeah. Could you yeah. just invade us? Um, yeah. We know that when you get here, you'll be sorry. <laughs> but, but at least that way we'll get healthcare. And <laughs> it was really exactly. exactly. So yeah, but nonetheless, I've 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 been a great student of the American Revolution since I was a little kid because I had ancestors that fought in it. I was very close to it, and. You know, uh, there's a couple of things there. One is the perception. So in 1773, everybody in America basically believed that the British were invincible. Mm -hmm. the biggest, most powerful army in the world. Yep. And Navy. And then George Washington recalled how 20 years earlier during the French and Indian, which we know as the French and Indian War, pitted Canada against the United States, um, a, a crack huge British army under the leadership of their best general Braddock uh, heading toward uh, what's now Detroit in the wilderness, what's known as the Battle of the Wilderness of the Monongahela. Um, this, this huge force was attacked by a much smaller force and wiped out by French and Indians. Mm -hmm. And Braddock himself was killed. Most all of his officers were killed. Washington was there. He, he, he was not killed. He made it out. And so 20 years later, as the revolution is beginning to come into being, Washington says, you know, the British aren't invincible. All we got to do is hide behind trees. <laughs> Change the perception of what warfare is. Of course, the British yelled foul. You can't do that. That's not how, how gentlemen fight. <laughs> and of course, we said the same thing. The United States and women. We'd like to murder you in the open. Yeah. You mind. <laughs> Yeah, we're saying the same thing today, you know, that you can't use, you can't strap bombs to your body, but we're, we're allowed to go in with drones and, and start you with nuclear weapons and everything else. I mean, it's, 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 it's an old story. But so that changed perception. Washington changed perception. But even then, as the revolution went on, it's assumed, the, the, the historians believe that roughly 30% of the people, a third of the people in the United States, what became the United States, were opposed to the war. They were Tories, they were pro-British. 30% yeah. roughly were, were totally in favor of the war and the, and the rest didn't know what to think. Right. And, and, and we're at a time like that now, I think, uh, that, though, where, where we've got people around the world are really waking up to the need to change. And then we've got people that are really trying hard not to have the change, to keep the status quo. And I think we should, and then we get people that are just in between that they don't know what to think so that's that's where the battle really takes place if you want to call it a battle that's where the that's where the that that's where, that's where you you win or lose the revolution with those people that are in the middle get them over 
convince them that we're moving towards something better. A life economy is going to make it life better for everyone. It's not going to make anybody worse off. It's going to make everybody better off in many ways. And maybe there'll be much more income equality. Maybe the very rich will think their lives are getting worse. But in essence, on the long run, their lives too will get better. Everything will get better if we do that. But again, we're in that cycle that you talked about, which is is the debt cycle. Um, and people are very resistant to change. Even when, um, you know, with my background in psychology, you know, uh, when I first started out as a therapist 147 years ago, um, you know, I, I initially started working with uh, women who were in abusive relationships. And I remember being baffled, totally baffled. It was a great place for me to start because um, it really helped me understand human behavior. But baffled by women who were protective of men who were beating the snot out of them, who were keeping them in horrible, horrible situations. And I start, because of the way I am and how I think, I started to go, how do we do this culturally? How are we doing this, not to these women, but to our own cultures, to our nations, to the world? where we're in these Stockholm syndrome relationships, which I think a lot of the United States is in presently. They're in a Stockholm syndrome relationship with, uh, with Trump and, and where they cannot, he, I mean, he said it when he was being elected, he could walk onto fifth Avenue, shoot somebody and nobody would, that wouldn't change the, those people who are voting for him because they're not going to move. And I think that there's this mass, uh, self-hypnosis to not change, to not move forward. That is my concern. My concern is not the, my concern is not in the, uh, the people who are, who are activated and, and want the economic and, and ecological evolution. Um, my concern is not even the, uh, the people who will never, uh, doesn't matter what Trump does, they're never going to change their mind. That's fine. But you're them. It's these chunk in the middle who often are so either just apathetic and they don't really do anything or they're clinging to something that is dysfunctional in their own lives. And how do we awaken that? How do we move those people? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, the, that's a big question. And, and so touching the Jaguar, the book uh, it tells these stories, but then what it really leads up to is this daily practice that we can all do. And I think if, if we, the more people we can get to, to really do this, to, to go into, and so let me just uh, uh, I'll quickly summarize it. The, the practice is based on, on five questions. Yes. And, and there's, a, there's a, like an eight, nine minute practice you can do every day or every other day or once a week, whatever you want to, 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 to do this. But the first question is, what is it I most want to do for the rest of my life? What will bring me the greatest satisfaction, the most bliss? And so I could answer that and say, I love to, I love to write. That's what I want to do. The second question is, how do I tie this in with the bigger picture? How do I help other people? Because we all feel better if we've helped other people. And that could be one other person or it could be the whole world. So for me as a writer, I say, well, I'm going to write stories that I hope will inspire people to transform a death economy into a life economy. The third question is, what's stopping me? What's getting in the way? What's, what are my jaguars? What are my blockages? And it could be, well, I don't have time to write as a writer. 
or it could be, you know, I remember when I was in, in, in high school, I was, I won the short story prize. I was editor of my newspaper. It's a great writer. But when I went to college and, and majored in English, my, my English teacher, my first year, was terribly critical of my writing. It devastated me. He yeah. never gave me above the sea. I quit college because of that. And when I went back, I, I went to business school. I studied economics. I didn't want to write anymore. I, I, I was so hurt. And then, and that's a big Jaguar. Yeah. It's a soft this guy's opinion because he was a published writer. I had a lot of respect for him. What stops you? What's the Jaguar? And then the th fourth question is, how do you change your perception? How do you touch that Jaguar? For me, as I realized this guy was just one person, he wasn't an expert. And then it struck me, he didn't like Bob Dylan's writing. Ah. Bob Dylan won the Nobel Prize of Literature. <laughs> and so that's, I touched that Jaguar and says, don't listen to him, you're a good writer. And so that turns you to the fifth question, what actions do I take every day? Well, as a writer, I have to write. And I, you can, wherever you are, you can ask yourself these questions. A carpenter says, I like to work with wood. Uh, what do I do to make a better world? I use sustainable products. I use sustainable wood. What's the Jaguar keeping me from doing this? My clients are going to say, hey, that's a little bit more expensive. I can't afford the sustainable products. And so you touch that Jaguar, the Jaguar tells you, hey, listen, inform your clients that it's not a cost. It's an investment in the future. They're mm -hmm. using sustainable products. They're investing in their future and their children's future. And then the, the fifth one, what do I do? Well, every day I go out and I use sustainable products and I tell them, I don't have to be eloquent. I don't have to give a major speech. I just let them know, hey, you're investing in the future. By the way, I'm building your house or making these cabinets for you or whatever. Every one of us can run through this series of questions. And then in the book, it gets into a little process that you can use every day. And the last three questions, what's stopping me? What's the barriers? How do I touch that Jaguar? And what actions do I take? Those, those, those questions are going to change and your answers to them fairly frequently as you move forward. And I'm sure you've gone through that. And, and you know, you, 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 you've gone, you were a psychologist, you, you were, and now you, and you're doing this podcast. And I'm sure you had a lot of Jaguars you had to touch along the, along the road, as I have, as a writer, as, as everybody has. And, but each time we touch those Jaguars, each time we answer those last three questions, what's stopping me? Uh, how do I change the perception that's stopping me? What are the voices? How do I change those voices? And what actions do I take? Each time we, we, we resolve those three things, we move to a higher level of consciousness and, and a more satisfying life. Mm -hmm. And then we, we will go, go run into some more obstacles. And then we touch those. Every time you run into obstacles, you can, of course, stop and go back and watch television for the rest of your life or whatever. Or you can touch that Jaguar and, and, and move forward. And, and so, you know, I want to encourage people to move forward. And when enough of us do, we can all take different routes. We can be carpenters, we can be plumbers, we can be teachers, we can be writers, we can be whatever we are. We can all take different paths, but if we all head toward the same destination, and that is creating a life economy, that is passing on to our children and grandchildren a better world, which is, which is actually what humans have done throughout most of our 250,000 year history. It's only been within the last blink of an eye uh, that we've, we've focused on this idea of short-term materialistic consumption and profits. Well, I mean, the whole psychology has moved to short-term gain, but the, 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 the simplicity economically and psychologically is short-term gain equals long-term pain short-term pain equals long-term gain you pay mm -hmm. more for the sustainable product 
the long-term gain is the planet does better and your grandchildren get to have a decent life and get to breathe air without a mask, you know, minor detail. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I think that, yeah, absolutely. We, we, you know, when people ask me about discipline, I say discipline is very simple. It's based on what matters to you at any given time. And then you apply short-term gain, long-term pain, short-term pain, long-term gain, and then you have discipline. That's it. That's the formula. It's not, it's not complex, but most people won't do it. That I understand. I get that. But that's still what it is. I struggle with it myself because I'm a human. <laughs> well, and maybe, maybe we change that perception of the short-term pain because I could say that some mornings I get up and I just don't feel like writing that chapter that I know I'm supposed to be working on. And, 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 and that seems painful unless I kind of turn around and say, well, okay, what would you like to write this morning? And then I may just put down that chapter and, and write something else. But then I'll go back to the chapter later. And I have to say, um, though, that yeah, I, I, I tell people, and I don't know whether these numbers are correct or not, but something along the line of I've probably written a thousand pages for every page that's ever been published. Yes. A concert pianist has practiced a thousand hours for every hour that they're on the, on the stage. And a tennis player has practiced for, for every hour that he's on the professional circuit. So, you know, so yeah, and is that pain? Can we look at the, all those pages that I wrote as being, no, I, I choose to look at them as being part of, you know, learning. And yeah, sometimes I don't like to do part of the editing or other aspects of writing. But if we, yeah, it is, we can look at it as pain, but we can also look at it as, as an important part of our educational experience. <laughs> yeah, but I don't see, for me, I don't see short-term pain as a bad thing. It's part of me understanding uh -huh. that this is actually about something much greater, much bigger, much more important. Again, like I said, I think discipline yeah. comes down to importance. Uh, which yeah. is meaning. And that's why I, you know, I think if we're going to move to a uh, conscious capitalism world, we have to reform, restructure meaning. Uh, when we talk about finding your dragon fire as, as a leader, we're talking about finding a deeper meaning that is more important than the short-term gains, that is more important than the external perception of you but rather what is it that sets your heart, your soul on fire? What is it that gives you wings? What, is the, what are the lies that you want to burn down so that you can transform something from being mediocre and average into something spectacular that is a gift? Um, mm. And I, I truly believe with every fiber of my being that every one of us comes to the planet to make a difference that's positive. Uh, and I think that through our own perceptions and our own experiences, that sometimes gets a little jaded, but I don't think it ever goes away. I think it gets buried, but you can dig it out. You can find it. That's what I do when I work privately with my clients. I find that, that, that diamond that's buried underneath the pile of shit <laughs> that is con conditioning or societal or whatever it might be and make that diamond shine in the world and make a huge difference. Uh, that we can all make, but I fully agree with you. That's not possible until we face the fear and, yeah. and touch the Jaguar, as you say, what, what is the most important message you want people to 
like after all of this, right, we've been speaking for a while here. After all of this, what is the most important message you want to get across to people? And more importantly, what is the, what is the action they can take as they listen to this and go, you know what, John was right. I really want to, I want to, I want to embody this. Well, I, I, I what is I feel is questions we, or something else. We, we should all feel very blessed to be alive at this time. It's a time that's been prophesized by many, many different prophecies from many cultures around the world. I write about these in Touching the Jaguar, many of these prophecies, whether it's the Mayan 2012 prophecy or the Dalai Lama's prophecy or the Eagle and Condor. And we're in these times and this huge crisis facing us, but these crises offer us these amazing opportunities. And each, every one of us has a role to play in this. You know, there's one thing all of us can do, and that is we can pick a company that we're upset with. Uh, we, we don't like the way they're doing something, and maybe we like their products. And we can write a, 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 we can post something to them. We can send them an email or a tweet or whatever we like to do and say, I love your products, but I'm not going to buy them anymore until you pay your workers in Indonesia a fair salary or clean up the pollution you've caused. But then also don't just stop buying from them, let them know and send that out to all your social networking circles and ask them to send it to theirs and all of them send to these companies. And it's a, it's a consumer campaign, but it's a very simple, easy one to do these days with the internet. But right. beyond that, I mean, that's something everybody can do rather than complaining about Nike's policies or Exxon's policy, you know, take this consumer action and, and executives will hear this if the 100,000 letters go out, whether they're sociopaths or not, they will have to hear these messages. Uh, but beyond that, I think, though, that's, you know, these questions I asked before for every individual to really look at what is my role in this time of this incredible consciousness revolution, this, this blessed time that's been, that's been that's been prophesized by every culture. How do I want to participate? What will bring me the greatest satisfaction? And then what gets in my way and how do I, how do I change my perceptions to break through that and what actions do I take? Because when we really devote ourselves to doing what we most want to do in our lives, that's when we become truly prosperous. It has nothing to do with how much money we make. It has to do with living the life that gives us the greatest satisfaction. And we can all we can all do that. Break out of any chains that are holding you back. Touch any jaguars that are stopping you, and let those jaguars give you the energy, the courage, the patience, the wisdom, whatever it is you need uh, to to move forward with what you most want to do with your life. Life's short. Enjoy it and and do your and do your and do what you really really want to do. You know, Even when that, you talk about the the consciousness revolution. Um, whatever somebody thinks of this person or not, uh, I think it's a powerful quote. David Icke said years ago, he said, you know, they're losing control when they tighten the grip. Mm. Right. And, yeah. and we can all see that the grip is being tightened with these, with this tribal dictatorial rise. And that mm. says they're losing the power and we are gaining the power. We are, uh, you know, the constraints are there because we're showing so much freedom. And again, we're given a perception by the mass media uh, that we're powerless and it's easy to, buy, easy to buy into that. But as you clearly pointed out there, you can, you can vote with your dollars by stop buying and you can use your voice in a world that is now a social media world to say, 
listen, I love what you're doing. I love who you are, the products you produce. I just don't like how you do it. And so I'm going to vote with my dollars. Rather than just stopping voting with your dollars, they just go, oh, well, things are down. We'll spend more on advertising. But letting them know and that they will make changes. And companies do, right? They do change. Yeah. Well, it, I've, I can't tell you how many executives I've talked to over the years that have said, I want my company to be greener. I've got children. I've got grandchildren. But I'm, I'm afraid that if I lose half a percentage of market share or my stock prices go down, uh, my major stockholders will fire me and replace me with someone who only cares about stock prices and market share. And so please tell your people out there to send me emails, to, to let me know. I, and I got 100,000 of these emails telling me I, I got to be greener. Uh, I can take these to my you major take that to the board. Yep, yeah. exactly. We're all in a position to do that. We live in <clears throat> times and let's enjoy these times. Let's move into what we most want to do in our lives personally, but let's all come together to create this life economy. John, I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed this conversation. And honestly, I'm happy to stay here for another two or three hours and continue because I know there's places you and I can go in the spiritual realm, um, in the, uh, global realm and the consciousness realm. Um, and maybe we've got to have another conversation at some point in time before either of us die. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I just have loved, loved, loved this conversation. Um, I would love for you to tell uh, our viewers and our listeners where they can find out more about you, um, about the resources you have, about your books, about your speaking, etc., so they can reach out to you if, if needed. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, the easy thing is go to johnperkins.org, org.org. And uh, all the information is right there. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can put your, but I really encourage you to put their email address in the little box up there. And, and once or twice a month, you'll receive a newsletter from me that'll update you on where I'm going to be speaking, what I'm going to be doing, and and where, when I'm going to Latin America again, you, you might join me. So get the newsletters because they have a lot of that information as well as I think some very brilliant articles that I write. That's, yeah, I have that, I say that with a big smiley face. Uh, but yes, johnperkins.org. Everything's there. Okay, johnperkins.org. Before we finish, um, and we really sort of really sort of close this out. Um, tell us where you're going. What's, what's your future? You know, what are you envisioning for your own future as you move your mission forward, your, your purpose forward? Well, my job is to enjoy the life that I have, the, the years I have left, however many of those are, and, and to keep writing, which I enjoy doing and, and speaking, having conversations with you and, and others and, and, really devoting myself to making a, a better world from, for my grandson and all his brothers and sisters around the planet of all species. Mm -hmm. And that means transforming this failing global system, which we call a death economy, into a, a successful one, a renewable one, a, a, a life economy. So that's what I do. That's what I enjoy doing. I love doing it. And yeah, I face some tough jaguars sometimes. Sometimes it gets a little bit difficult, but that 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 gives you the strength as you said you know we 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 learn to take strength from those who 
who criticize or oppose us. I've been a martial artist most of my life, and 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 you know we we learned that you, you, if somebody's a lot stronger, bigger than you, you, you can't fight them on that level. You got to use their strength against them. You turn it around, and that's where we are right now. Uh, you know, with when we get the blowback of when we're trying to move forward into a better world and. And the status quo is trying to stop us. We take strength from that and we turn that energy around. Is there economic jujitsu? Absolutely. I'm practicing yeah. it every day. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you'll stay with us to the end, John, as we just say goodbye to everybody else. I want to thank you, dear listener, dear viewer, for being part of the show. And remember, you can be part of this conversation by going into our Facebook group, which you'll find under Curiosity Bites. And please, we encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and share it with others. I, I believe with every fiber of my being that curiosity will heal the world. Curiosity is the way for us to challenge our own perceptions of what's going on in the world, to change our perceptions of others, to change our perceptions of ourselves. Get curious. Stay curious, my friends. Stay curious about how you may have been feeding into a death economy and what it is you can do to feed into a life economy to bring us all together and make this a better world. And I encourage you to stay curious, my friends, stay curious about the Jaguar that you need to touch in order to transform your life and the world. Till next time, this is Dov Barron from Curiosity Bites. Thank you. I'm out.